Joe. All right, Justin. George. Welcome back to the podcast. We're doing it. Careful what you cast for. Careful what you cast for. That's right. Careful what you cast for, everybody. So, we got another book. We got another book for you guys. So, um, the book is. The book is. Let's get invisible. Let's get invisible. Visible. I want to get invisible. Let's go get invisible. Dance with me, Justin. Dance. (laughs) (laughs) Book six in the Goosebumps series, Let's Get Invisible by Mm -hmm. R.L. Stein. Yes. Came out in 1993. All right. All right. So um, uh, the last Goosebumps book we did, neither one of us liked. It was terrible. It was pretty. The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb Curse of the Mummy's Tomb Pretty lame. Derivative, not very good. Justin, maybe quick hot takes on this one. Pretty good. I think this one's pretty good, I liked it, yeah. Yes, this, had a little bit of a slow start, but great. Yeah, this re inspired my uh, desire to read more. Yeah, rekindled my love of books. Yes. <laughs> so, in case you're unfamiliar with the podcast, we uh, yep. will go through this book with uh, spoilers yep. and um, you know, kind of break it down bit by bit by bit. Yeah. So, if you haven't read the book, mm-hmm. right now would be a good time for you to go to your local library. And um, frankly, frankly, you've put it off far too long. You put it off for far too it's long. Been around okay. for twenty five years. Twenty five years. So, uh, so we'll give you a few minutes. Um, run down to your library real quick. Hop in your grab car. It. Yep. Uh, grab it off the shelf and uh, read, read it, it. And come back to us. Pause your podcast. Read the book. Restart your podcast right now. And we're back. And we're back. Wasn't that a good book? Aren't you glad you went and read it? Yeah. I'm glad I read it. Justin, you're glad you read it. Yeah, it was good. I liked yeah. it. Yeah, so... Yeah, let's talk about some things. Um, tell me some things. Do you have uh, any uh, thoughts about the covers or anything? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, um, the I covers... I like to talk about the covers. I think people enjoy hearing about the covers. So, the first cover, um, again, uh, you get to come over and take a look at this. I have my little computer device up here. Got it. You have the first cover, which looks like, you know, um, you know... It's a kid standing in a mirror. Jimmy McNormal Average 90 Boy. Yeah. With half of his body disappearing, looking stunned. Yeah. You know? Um and what is the little caption there? The caption says... Now you see him, now you don't. Now you see him, now you don't. Yep. Very clever. Yeah. Um, one note about pretty this good cover. cover. Yeah. It's a pretty good cover. Um, the original artist did not put the cobwebs that you see on the cover. That was an unnamed artist from Scholastic that actually put it on oh, there. Oh, interesting. You wanted when, to make it a little spookier? A little bit spookier by putting cobwebs on there, which right. everyone knows makes it at least 10% spookier. Yep. When they did the remake... Again, they, it's the same, basically. It's a similar cover. They wash it out. They took out the extra cobwebs. Yeah. And um, they just changed the uh, little edges on there. All right. I'm excited about the next one. Is, is the it next a total one redesign? Oh, is, yeah. They total just redesign. Disappearing from his face. But and again, it just, uh, it just... Yeah, it's not that good. It, it just kind of looks lame. It looks like a lame remake. Agreed. Yep. So, the original is the best. Original is the best. 1992 With, with cover. the cobwebs. With the cobwebs put in by... Um, anonymous mix classic. Yep. So great. So yeah. So yeah, I enjoyed this book. I enjoyed yeah, this I book it. going through it. It seemed like um some good horror. And we'll get into how the children behave in this book. Mm-hmm. Um and there are a few tropes that show up right away. You've got some tropes. Just right away. Did you feel like overall there was like a clear theme to this? Like it was about something in particular? To the book? Yeah. I mean, all right. We'll get into my interpretation because I guess it, I guess it hasn't uh, didn't really hit you. That I mean, way, there, there are some interpretations and some theories okay. that we might be able to get. Yep. Let me just see if I could find uh, my book of theories real quick. Okay. One moment. Should we? Do you want to talk about some stuff up front, or do you want to just go through the story and then we'll 
circle back to our theories and our interpretations. Well, let's, let's talk about broad things that people might be able to see sure. from reading the book or Perfect. just looking at the cover. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that while I pull up my book of theories? So I don't know if I want to jump into my key theory quite yet because I want to talk about the story a little bit. We'll get into it because it kind of builds up to something. Yes. So I'm going to hold off on that. Yeah. So yeah, the theories that you're talking about. Yes. yes. So um, yeah, we can save those to the end. Um, I have a few little notes here. I'm sure you have your uh, normally typed up notes. And I do. So, so I've got, we can run through this whole story. Uh, mm-hmm. But if there's anything you want to talk about before we jump in, we can absolutely do that. Whatever you prefer, George. Mm, I think. Let's dig into the story. I think we should just dig into Let's Get Invisible. All right, let's do it. Let's get started. Yes. Um, so we've got a cast of characters here. We've got Max. He's going to get invisible. We find that out in the first line of the story. Uh, the first line of the story is basically, he says, I went invisible for the first time on my 12th birthday. Mm-hmm. So that's Max. Mm-hmm. Max is obsessed with his hair. He has big ears. Mm-hmm. That's all we know about Max so far. Mm-hmm. He's got a brother. He's named Lefty. He's left-handed. They call him Lefty. His real name is what? I think it's Noah. Noah or something, but they don't refer him to anything. Yeah, they call him Lefty, lefty for the throughout the, the whole book. story. Yeah, he's a left-handed brother. And then he's got a little dog, a little dog named Whitey. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And right in the beginning, he makes sure to blame Whitey for all the problems that happen <laughs> in this book. He says it's all Whitey's fault. That's right. So yeah. right, take but, it as what you will. But fortunately, we've got a little dog back in the back in the story. Like I like when there's a dog around. Uh, it's Max's birthday. He's having a little birthday party with friends. He's got a best friend, Zach, and some other friends. There's mm-hmm. 15 people at the party, but Aaron and April are the only other ones that get names. So, f- wait, 15? That's what it said. 15 people at his party. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember they say, oh, yeah, Aaron and April and Zach. And then some other people showed up, but and they don't matter. Others, exactly. Yeah. Birthday party, by the way, off the hook. I don't know Playing about Twister that. and watching Terminator. I've been to way worse parties than that. I, That's I mean, not bad. I, I guess. I'd I go mean, to that party. There are two girls at this party. That we know of. That we know of. All right. Of any note. Um... I guess they played Twister, which, again, at that time, uh, I don't know. The Twister and Terminator. Twister and Terminator. What else do you want? I don't know. I I, I know that um, later on, I know you're going to get to this. Okay. But they uh, started talking about whipping out his uh, gaming system. Yeah. And that would have been up front in my mind. Okay. You know? so, All but, right. You and I differ there. I, this, this sounds like a pretty sweet party. Um, also worth noting, since they mentioned Terminator, this is the second Schwarzenegger reference. Stay out of the basement had a Schwarzenegger reference. Oh, you're right. What movie was it that they were watching? They didn't say. Did they just it was say a Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger movie? And we speculated that it was Predator, possibly The Running Man. Hmm. I, I did mention that it could be Terminator, but now it makes me think actually that in Stay out of the Basement they actually were watching Terminator. You think so? I think. I think I since they just say a unknown. Schwarzenegger movie, and I know you can't hear me doing these air quotes because mm-hmm. I'm doing them as hard as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if it was The Terminator, they would have mentioned it. I think yeah. it was probably some older Schwarzenegger movie. Possible. That's why the girls weren't that interested. But right. again, the girls didn't seem interested in the Schwarzenegger movie in the Terminator this time either. That's right. But Arlstein seems to be a Schwarzenegger fan, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but the at some point, the party starts winding down a little bit. The few remaining kids go upstairs to play Super Nintendo, George. Yeah. So basically, this is where um, he said, oh, I got a Super Nintendo upstairs. Let's go. So... Their parents let, you know, these two girls, three boys at this point, go upstairs to his bedroom yeah. to play Super Nintendo? I guess so. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, I think it's more concerning, perhaps, that they're watching Terminator. That's not necessarily suitable for children. That's true, too. That's true, too. I mean, it is an R... It was an Definitely, R-rated movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. So... But it's great. It was classic. 
I don't think I, I saw Terminator 2 first before I saw Terminator. I don't even know if I saw it when I was that age. Yeah. Many of the Terminator movies I have not seen from end to end. Okay. So Yeah. Well, the first two are the ones that you need to see. Okay. The rest of them. Eh. We'll sort that out soon. Um, so they go upstairs to play Super Nintendo. And then as they're going upstairs, a dark figure leaps out of the closet at them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's... You have two... It could be two, one of two things. It's either Lefty or Whitey. Yeah. It's Lefty. It's Lefty. It's Lefty, the brother. He's a funny kid. He's playing a joke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's um, fun. And then Whitey starts scratching at the door to the attic. So they mm-hmm. see the dog scratching at the door to the attic trying to get in there. The kids follow the dog to the attic. Well, basically, the first thing uh, that they do is that um, Aaron gets all hot and bothered about the fact that they have an a- attic. You remember? A little bit, yeah. She was like, oh, you have an attic. Ooh, an attic. Ooh, an attic. Ooh. Can, can we see what's in there? And they're like, oh, it's not, not that yeah. exciting. It's like, ooh, what? there's just some old stuff in there. She's like, ooh, yeah, I love old stuff. Yeah. Let's go in there right now. Yeah. And um, she's got a thing for addicts. She's got a thing for addicts, you know. Um, April is more of the cautious one. She would be the one that would be in my books of um, cautious, reasonable, reasonable children. Reasonable people. Reasonable people, yes. Yeah, I love that series. Yes. My favorite series. Um, but they, the dog is scratching at the attic door, and so mm-hmm. they open the door, like let the dog in, and the dog immediately goes to like a hidden door in the attic and starts scratching at that. So this is something we've seen before, George. Kids following a dog to advance a plot. Yes. We see this in a majority of R.L. Stein books. We're we need, seeing it again we here. We make up a name for it. Yeah. Uh, maybe call it leashing or something like Perfect. that. Be, being leashed or yeah. being uh, just... Led. led by the dog. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, the hidden door leads to a room. It's bigger than a closet. Uh, so it's kind of odd that they never thought to figure out what was behind the wall before. Mm-hmm. Like there's this hidden room in their attic, and they never had like the spatial awareness to realize that there's like some space, mm-hmm. some some square footage that they were not aware of. I it's find that a little that bit odd. It's weird that they have an attic where there's just so much space for walking around in. Their house must be pretty big. Yeah. That actually happened kind of in the house that I moved into most recently. Oh, really? Like on my floor, I shortly after moving in, I realized that there was some space that was unaccounted for, like mm-hmm. a big area of space mm-hmm. on the other side of a wall, and I did not know it was on the other side of the wall. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what's back there? Did mm-hmm. I just discover this room? Because mm-hmm. nobody knew what was back there. And so I actually went outside and looked up, and there were windows where oh. the space would be. And just as I, this is a totally true story, just as I'm looking up at the windows, the lights turn on in oh. the room, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> and it totally like freaked me out for a second. I, was, I did not know what was going on, because it was actually space that shared a wall with my bedroom. So yeah, I was like, what's yeah. on the other side of this wall? And there's a, somebody's in there. And then I realized that actually, so the first floor apartment, which I thought was entirely limited to the first floor, Has an had stairs. Bars. It's oh. weird. It's weird to have like, a unit on one floor, the ground floor of the apartment, but stairs that lead up to a single bedroom on the second floor. And we shared that floor with that wow. bedroom. It was weird. What kind of crazy Winchester house do you yeah, have? Yeah, it's an old house, right? So yeah. Is some it, of those um, old houses are strange. Oh, you know about the Winchester house, right? I don't think so. Like the um, the widow of the Winchester rifle uh-huh. creator. Oh, I do. I've heard of this. Like yeah. there's stairs that go nowhere. Stairs that go nowhere yeah. and crazy, all sorts of stuff yeah. and things like that. So I have heard of that. That's I wonder cool. if your house was built around that time. Probably. That was her first starter set. She's like, no, I'm not crazy enough. I like it. Yes. I like living in weird old houses. Yes, yes. Um, so where were we? We were talking about how, um, what was her name? Dog, Aaron, dogs, dogs, the, the dogs that advanced plot, the plot. Yeah, the leashing. And then the about. leashing. And then, so the, the kids have found this room in the attic mm-hmm. via the dog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Within the room, there's a big mirror 
kind of a mystery mirror. They don't know mm-hmm. where it came from. They've never seen it before. The kids are checking out the mirror, and Max sees that there's a light at the top of the mirror. They also notice that the mirror is completely free of dust, which yeah, I have a theory free. about. Okay. Do you want to share that now? or uh, We'll share it a little bit okay, later. Okay, yeah, sure. So they see uh, a little light at the top of the mirror and a little chain hanging off the light. Max pulls on the on the chain, and the light turns on, mm-hmm. and Max becomes invisible, just like well, that. He sees a flash of light. A flash right? of light. And all of his friends are like, where'd you go? Where'd you go? And then he thinks, you know, Lefty's playing a trick, but everyone else is freaking out. Yeah, Max doesn't realize that he's gone invisible right away. Um, but all the other kids are like, you, you disappeared. Mm-hmm, where are mm-hmm, you? What's mm-hmm. going on? Um, and Max is like, very funny. You're just playing a joke on me. Mm-hmm. And he pulls the chain again. The light turns off and he becomes visible again. Mm-hmm. And again, the kids are like, hey, you were just invisible just now. Um, mm-hmm. One of them thinks that it was an optical illusion. Yes. Probably April. April. Yes. April. She gets lots of uh, smart points. She's got a lot of skepticism. Yes. Um, and Max definitely doesn't believe that he was actually invisible. He thinks that they're still playing a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Aaron in particular insists that Max was invisible. So Max dares her to pull the chain on the light, mm-hmm. and she's about to do it when her mom shows up to pick her up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, quick side note, they don't specify, but I'm assuming that clothes also disappear when you become invisible. Yes, I think it's... Um, Anything every, on your body, on your body will disappear. Invisible, but, it, yeah. but you can pick up like an object yes. once you're invisible, and yes. that's not invisible. Yes. Things don't become invisible when you pick them up. So it seems like everything connected to you specifically right. um, is no longer visible, uh, but you can still interact with the visible plane of objects. Sure. So yeah. Yeah. So when you become invisible, like your clothes become invisible, also you yes. you cannot be seen at all. Yes, it's but not you, like Alex Mack or something like that. But they, you, but you can talk. You can talk. People can yeah. hear you. People can hear you, and you can hear them. Um, but they just can't see you. They can't see you. So the girls leave the party after Aaron's mom comes to pick up Aaron and April. Mm-hmm. Lefty has been throwing a ball around all day, and he eventually hits a vase, and it shatters. Mm-hmm. And after he breaks the vase, he continues to throw the ball around. Well, I mean, Lefty he breaks has, the vase, and then he gets learned. yelled at, and then is... And he keeps throwing the ball around. He's, he's, he's a dummy. He's, he's, a, he's a little dumb kid. The next few days, nobody really mentions the mirror, but Max is thinking about it all the time. And mm-hmm. one night, he, go, he decides to go back up to the mirror and check it out again. Mm-hmm. And he makes his way... Up to the attic, and he's looking it over. Everything about the mirror seems normal. And then he suddenly sees two eyes looking at him in the reflection of the mirror. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, it could be whitey or lefty at this point. Yeah. It's lefty again. Yes, yes. So lefty kind of snuck up there, followed Max up to the attic, um, and Max saw lefty's reflection in the mirror and startled him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Max wants to punch lefty, but he mentions that their family is a nonviolent family. I made note of that. It yeah. said they're a nonviolent yeah. family. This is a nonviolent family. What does that what does that mean? It's apparently something that his mom says often whenever the kids get riled up. <laughs> she says, We're a nonviolent family. Hmm. This is a nonviolent family. This is a nonviolent family. There's no family. punching in this family because this family is, is a nonviolent, nonviolent family. family. I, 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 that, there are two kinds of families in the world, George. <laughs> There's violent you got, families. You got your violent families. <laughs> you got your nonviolent, nonviolent families. families. So this is a nonviolent family. This is a nonviolent family. I I I I guess. Yeah. I but, guess. But the parents are actually still around through this whole story, so that's yeah. kind of interesting. So the, kind uh, of unusual for an Earl Stein book. Well, I think um, just to take a step outside, uh, I think this book is where Earl Stein starts to get into his stride a little bit. Hmm. You know, a solid family figures. Um, nonviolent family. Nonviolent family, and the kids with friends groups that they didn't just find on the street that day. So solid yeah. friends groups that, you know, last for a while, where, I mean, at least four of them uh, are named characters. The rest are just filler and fluff. That's right. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But the kids are up in the attic, um, looking in the mirror over. 
they both stand in front of the mirror and Max pulls the chain and once again they get invisible. Mm-hmm. So Lefty was up there. They're both kind of checking out the mirror and they both are standing in front of the mirror, pull the chain, become invisible. Mm-hmm. Max can't see Lefty. Lefty can't see Max. Uh, they can't see themselves in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So they are invisible. And they start wrestling and tickling each, yeah. other, um, tickling each other invisible and things like There's that. There's a lot of tickling. So yeah. they adapt to their newfound invisibility very quickly <laughs> and they start chasing each other around and tickling each other. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. like, I wonder if we can leave the house like this and go spy on girls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a little bit creepy. Well, I mean, it it is. It's also a situation where you consider... They're eleven and twelve year old boys and things like that. Sure. I mean, like, with with with, if you had invisibility at eleven or twelve, would you do anything that benefited the community in a positive way? <laughs> benefited the community? Yeah. I don't know what I would do even at my age now. If I, what, what am I going to do that benefits the community? Yeah, I mean, invisibility. If you had that power, there really wouldn't be too much you could do to benefit your community, could there? Right. Uh, probably not. No. 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 no I don't Can't think so. Not a single thing. Can you? I I can think of anything. Like that would be beneficial to the world yeah. at large. I, I don't know, helping <laughs> stop crimes, but yeah, it's just basically like you're a hidden person that people can't see. So. Yeah. Telling um, on people, I guess. Oh, that's terrible. That's <laughs> terrible. That's like the worst or superpower. <laughs> they call him the tattler. <laughs> <laughs> I told on you again. All right. Great. So they, they talk about how they're going to go spy on girls and they <laughs> say that they could play tricks on people. Like that's their, that's their game plan is to pull some pranks. I guess you could go into like magic shows and just I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Sure. Stage performances? Yeah. Definitely. Whatever. Uh they mentioned that they're after a few minutes they start feeling kind of weird and kind of fluttery and light. Mm-hmm. I guess being invisible feels kind of strange. Yes. So Max pulls the chain on the mirror so they'll become visible again, mm-hmm. but they don't reappear. Turning off the light did not work and they're like, "Oh no, what if we are invisible forever?" Mhm. Mm-hmm. So they after a few minutes they reappear. Mm-hmm. Uh, the light turning the light on didn't make them reappear immediately it takes a little bit of time so they think that maybe it's that the longer they they stay invisible the longer it takes to reappear once you turn off the light now this is a situation where um again the children in this book are actually i think some of the smartest ones i've seen um it's actually lefty that says hey maybe it's a situation where the longer you're invisible the longer it takes for you to become visible again right so and that's by the youngest stupidest kid there yeah so pretty good. It's a pretty good theory, I think. Yep. But for, for a moment there, they were pretty scared because they, pretty they thought they were going to be invisible forever. Yeah. Question for you, George. What if somebody, somebody offered you $10 million mm-hmm. to be invisible forever? Uh, there are too many ways that could go wrong. Yeah. Be, like, it's a situation where, well, if you're hurt and people need to help you, mm-hmm. you know? Is well, you're still invisible? You're invisible completely. I mean, so, if you bleed and the blood leaves your body, is the blood invisible? Yes. So, if there's ever a situation where you need any sort of surgery, that can't be done. Okay. So, so you're not going to take it. What about half a million for you're invisible for two years? He's thinking it over. Half a million. I could use half a million dollars. Yeah, we all could. But then, what, invisible for two years. Uh, I could use half a million dollars. <laughs> it's a situation where, in those two years, it would be difficult to get a regular job. Um, yeah. Don't worry about that. Just uh, <laughs> invest in yourself in that time. Invest That's what I would self? do. Yeah. For two years? You could learn a lot of stuff and like do a lot of things. Yeah. We could still make podcasts. That's true. That's true. You, you can't tell if I'm invisible right now. Yeah. Um, uh, half a million dollars, two years. I guess I'd be very careful. Yeah. And also consult my doctor beforehand. Okay. He's probably going to advise against it. But probably. All right. Think about yeah. it. I, just, would, I would probably do it. 
But basically, would you uh, when you left the house, yeah. would you like bandage up and things like that just so that your people could see you so they don't hit you with cars? Uh, that's a very good question. Like, can you wrap yourself in scarves and yeah, stuff? Yeah, you could so definitely do that. If that's the case, then or, or you, yeah, I would do that if I left the house, but I wouldn't leave the house that much. I'd mostly stay home. I mean, home. you need to get food and things, right? Uh, somebody can bring that to me. They'll I bring it to so. me. I guess so. I'll bring you food if you're invisible. Oh, that. thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Oh, also, you could use makeup, too. You know, That's interesting. I mean, technically, you're invisible, but you put makeup That's on. That's going to look really like, weird. You're going to look really weird, <laughs> but you're not going to get hit by a car. I'd rather just go invisible man style with like the bandages. Okay. Just and glasses. Bandages. bandages and glasses. Go to all the Comic-Cons. Hat. Go yeah. to all the conventions. Yeah. Great cosplay. You'd win every cosplay you contest. absolutely would. And that's how you make the money. Yep. Yes. I like it. We figured it out. Um, One more thing. Yes. If you drink or eat things, do people see those inside of you or are they blocked by your invisible skin? Blocked by your invisible skin. That's that's good. Because yeah. you don't want people to see just <laughs> no, swirling awfulness in your lower intestines. Yeah. No, it day. becomes invisible. Yeah. When, when, yeah. It enters your body, becomes invisible. Okay. Got Makes it. sense. Good. So. All right. Agreed. Uh, the kids. I'll take the money now. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Um, they are, have reappeared. They kind of think that they've figured out how the mirror works a little bit. A little bit. And they decide that they're not going to tell their parents because the parents won't let them use it anymore. They think it's really cool. And they also, Max wants to scare his best friend, Zach. So he's got a plan to pull some pranks. So they, so, yeah, they say, yeah, they don't want to tell their parents because their parents would take it away like good parents would. Yeah. You know, if you found out that you're 13 and 11 year old uh, or 11 and what are they, 12? They're, uh, the, they're in the Ariel Stein. It was age. Max's twelfth birthday, so Max right. just turned 12, twelve, and then Lefty's like ten. Ten. Yeah. If you found out that they had a mirror that allowed them to go invisible, and they were your children, you would take it away right away, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. children don't need that. No. Yeah. Yeah. But. I mean, yeah, we're not really totally aware of what the side effects are. Yeah. Yeah. But there's something yeah. I would probably use it myself. Yeah. It's just as to as try it. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Um. But so, Max's friend Zach. Comes over a few days later. They go mm-hmm. up to the attic. Lefty is still throwing that damn ball around. Wait, before they even go up to the attic, I have a point with what happened before. Go on. Uh, he was trying to rush them to the attic, and their mom, uh, what's his name, who's uh, Max's mom, okay, said gave them a meal of oh yeah chicken soup and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I remember that. Yep. Now, I don't know about you, okay, but you got yourself some savory chicken soup. Mm-hmm. Then you got the sweet peanut butter and jelly. I think that's a bad food pairing. Bad combo? That's a bad combo. Give them some grilled cheese. You know, grilled that cheese sounds, and chicken noodle that soup. That sounds better. That's a far better combo. I agree. I feel that that's um, a failing on the part of the parents. I think it's not the worst thing it's not to the eat. worst. And I would probably eat it. Yeah. But yeah. I think that you're right. Grilled cheese is a superior sandwich superior in that context. Sandwich in that context. Totally agree. And then she tries to offer them cupcakes afterwards. Yeah. It's almost like she wants to give them diabetes. Yeah, not a, not the healthiest lunch. Not the healthy like you got lots of salt, you lots got lots of sodium, of sodium, yep, sugar, and then sugar, and more sugar, uh, sugar and sugar. You know, it was the nineties. I think it we knew less 90s. about nutrition, and we cared less about nutrition. Yeah, you know, we had Dunkaroos. We're still paying for it. Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Dunkaroos, Dunkaroos, Gushers, Gushers. All of these things made their way into children's lunch boxes. Yeah, yeah, pretty bad. I remember when they first have it, had a uh, Gatorade in um. In a um, box juice form. Hmm. Do you remember that? Not really. Yeah. I don't remember boxes. Because they like, don't make boxes anymore anyway, right? They do make juice boxes. Of Gatorade? Yeah. Well, I don't know if they do that anymore, but they yeah. used to have uh, juice boxes. Okay. Yeah. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. All right. little anyway, tangent. little back, tangent. Back on track. So, yes. So they're back in the attic. 
with Zach, Lefty, and Max. They want to show him, like they're kind of excited to show Zach this new trick that they've kind of figured out with mm-hmm. the mirror. And so Max turns on the light and disappears, and Zach is very alarmed. Yes. Max messes with Zach a little bit, and then he gets that weird light feeling again. He feels kind of mm-hmm. weak. Mm-hmm. So he turns off the light, and a minute later, he reappears, and he does not feel very well. Yeah. Then they realize that Lefty is gone. They can't find him, but eventually find that Lefty was hiding uh, as a joke. So they beat him up a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They beat yeah. him up quite a bit, actually, in spite <laughs> of being a nonviolent family. Nonviolent family. Lefty not gets they. a little bit of a beating. Basically, it's um, they start like chasing him and tickling him and like throwing him around and stuff like that. And um, and it's, at one point, it's just Max beating on his brother yep. a little bit. I'm sure it's just like tussling and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm sure there's no like full th- force like elbows and things were thrown. Probably not. No, it's just like, hey, just push him down a little bit. Yeah. 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 So just a little bit of nonviolent um Some roughhousing. Some roughhousing, exactly. Some horseplay. So Aaron and April show up. They stop by and they want to see the mirror again. Yeah. Uh, again, they're still skeptical that it's real. But while Max is talking to April and Aaron, Zach isn't there. Wait, why did they stop by again? Remind me. I think they wanted to see the mirror. Just for the mirror, I, I think. think. So. Huh. Do you remember something else? I don't remember. I thought they were just in the area and they're just dropping by. You know? I think that they wanted to see the mirror again. Okay. Because um, they, like everybody had been startled by Max disappearing the other day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they want to see if it's real or not. Okay. So uh, Max is talking to April and Aaron. Zach is not there. They mm-hmm. don't know where he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Zach is maybe messing with the mirror. And then when everybody goes uh, over to the mirror, the light is on and there's no Zach. So Zach has possibly made himself disappear. Mm-hmm. Zach has actually been invisible for five minutes. And yes. he's really enjoying himself, really, really having a good time until yeah. he starts to feel sick. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, Max turns off the light, but it's taking a while for Zach to reappear, and everybody's very nervous about it. He's got to freak out a little bit. Because he had been invisible for longer than anybody had been invisible. Up to that point. Up to that point. Yes. And so it took him longer to reappear after the light on the mirror had been turned off. Mm-hmm. Um, so nobody really knew for sure if he was going to reappear at all, and everybody was really worried. Uh, but Zach does reappear after a while. Obviously, the mirror is giving a lot of giving everybody a lot of anxiety, and they should probably stop messing with it. Yes, and I think... Um April says that right away. She yep. says, oh, we don't know what um, this mirror does. We don't know how it works. You know, for that, I give April the coveted smartest child in the world award. Yeah. Yeah. And her own uh, like spinoff, Reasonable People book. Reasonable People. Yeah. Yeah, with April. Reasonable People. Every day. Yep. Uh, even though Zach panicked when he was stuck when he was stuck invisible, and it also made him feel sick, he says he wants to go invisible again before mm-hmm, school mm-hmm. so that he can spy in the girls' locker room. Aaron informs him that that's inappropriate, so that's good. Well, yeah. Zach is also kind of gloating about having stayed invisible the longest, so mm-hmm. now it's like turning into a competition, and everybody wants to have a turn, except for April, and this reasonable also, person. Reasonable person. This also brings up a certain theme that we'll probably talk about when we get to theories. You know, okay. Basically, he did something, made him feel a little bit sick, but he wants to do it again because of the yeah. rush that he got when he yes. was that. So, yes, yeah. completely agree. Um, but now Aaron is going to take a turn while April times it. So Aaron, April's got like a watch, and she's going to see how long Aaron can stay invisible. Mm-hmm, After mm-hmm. four minutes, Aaron starts to feel sick and wants to come back. Max turns the light off, and it takes Aaron three minutes to reappear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then Max says he's going to break the record. He has a bad feeling about it, but he says he's going to go invisible anyway, mostly because he doesn't want to look scared in front of his friends. Yeah. That's something we've seen a lot of our yeah, all time books. Oops, we see a bunch of uh, people being peer pressured into doing... Mm-hmm this thing that the group wants to do. Mm-hmm. So again, I want to see one where 
again, in reasonable people, my people would stand up to peer pressure and go yeah. about their lives. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we got April in the mix at least. So April we'll is see trying. If that works She's out doing for everybody. her best. Yeah. So Max goes invisible. After about four and a half minutes, Max starts to feel weird. He feels weak and like he's fading away or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's talking, but not sure if anybody's actually. He's not sure if anybody can hear him, mm-hmm. and he's actually not sure if he's even saying it out loud or if it's just in his head. Mm-hmm. He tells Zach to pull a chain and starts to kind of panic, mm-hmm. and he's trying to scream at Zach and and not sure if Zach can hear him. But mm-hmm. Zach eventually does pull the chain, but the chain breaks off without turning off the light. Breaks off right into his hand. Yep. So again, this is a tough situation because he definitely needs that light turned off at this point. Yep. And Max is panicking. He feels like the light on the mirror is like erasing him. Mm-hmm. And Aaron springs into action, climbs on top of a box, and manages to turn off the light by pulling the small piece of remaining chain. Mm-hmm. Again, and, smart children. Yep. Smart children that, I mean, they're kids, but uh, they act quickly when danger is about. Yeah. You know? And at that point, Max had been invisible for five minutes and 48 seconds before the light was turned off. So that's mm-hmm. a new high score. The longest invisibility record belongs to Max for the moment. Hooray. So Lefty and Zach are ready to go again, even though they all seem pretty aware that things could go badly here. Mm-hmm. April is the only one who says, like, hey, what's going to happen if we can't turn the light off? Like, if the light gets stuck on, what are we going to do? World's smartest child. Reasonable April. Lefty's about to go again, but then Mom interrupts and says the friends have to go home. So they make plans to get together again soon for more mirror time. So the friends have to go home because, uh, what is it, Grand Grand and Pop Pop are right. there? That's right. So basically, yeah. You know, and they uh, are get really cranky if they don't get their food right. right away. So before uh, we jump into that scene, wanted to talk about a, a theme here because at this point in the story, it was becoming, I think, pretty clear to me. They're really excited about this mirror. The mm-hmm. kids can't get enough mirror. Yeah, yeah, they want they they get some mirror. They want, they more, want mirror. more mirror. They want to do more mirror. They want to do more mirror and more mirror. They the mirror after a while they do too much mirror. They don't feel well. Mm-hmm. They get a little bit of a hangover after doing too much mirror, yeah. and then they're just ready to go again. They're yeah. back for more mirror. Yeah, George, is this a cautionary tale about drugs? That's what I was thinking. Uh-huh. A cautionary tale about drugs or peer pressure or doing things you shouldn't be doing. Yep. So. I was thinking that around this time yep. that, with those same words. The kids are really excited about this mirror. They're up in the attic. With they, the they, they go up into the attic. They can't to get do, enough mirror. To do some mirror. Yeah. You know, mom, mom's asked, where, where are you doing in the attic? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing, mom. Which is what Don't you say when you're doing drugs in the attic. <laughs> um, well. So anyways, so that's a theme that we'll continue to explore mm-hmm, throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the story. Yeah. Max goes down to dinner because his grandparents are visiting. There was an extended conversation about soup. About soup, about chicken soup. At least a couple of pages devoted to a soup dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, R.L. Stein. He could make some, he could finish a book in four pages, but in the middle, sometimes Mm -hmm. there's some definitely soup soup filler. Yeah, a lot of soup filler. Apparently, it's also the same chicken noodle soup that uh, we saw earlier. Probably. Yeah, it's so. a non-violent home, it's non-violent family, home. and it's also a soup house, like a soup, I, a soup I, home. I guess so. Yeah, I guess they're big into soups. Big into soups. I guess there's very little to cut yep. when you're eating. That's right. <laughs> so at dinner, everybody's there except for Lefty. Um, mm-hmm. Max doesn't know where Lefty is, and then he sees Lefty's soup bowl floating in the air. Yep. And it yep. seems that Lefty has gone invisible and is trying to be funny again. Mm-hmm. The water glass is also floating over the table. And Max spills it as he's trying to get Lefty out of the room. Mm-hmm. So he's like kind of wrestling Lefty out, tell, trying to tell him to leave so he doesn't like blow their cover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, he spills a bunch of water and his parents are looking at him weird. And Max thinks that they know what's up. He thinks that they know what's going dead. on. 
But then his parents just tell him to quit messing around and go find Lefty. Quit messing around. You kids mess around too much. Exactly. Go find your brother. So Max gets left. He he goes up to the attic. Um, He drags Lefty along with him. He gets up to the mirror and he turns the light off. Lefty says that he's been invisible for 10 minutes and it's taking a long time for him to reappear once the light is off. Mm -hmm. But when he does reappear, he says that he felt fine the whole time, actually. So Uh, Lefty doesn't really have a hangover that time. He says he felt fine. I think he's lying. Yeah. I think he's lying, yeah. Um, Very possible. Um, Later that night, Aaron calls and suggests that they use the mirror to win a school science fair. Mm -hmm. Pretty bad idea for a number of reasons. And Max thinks it's a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Primarily because he thinks that if other people find out about it, they will take the mirror away from him. And he also thinks that the military will want to create an invisible army. 100%. So Max is woke. Yeah. He gets yes. 100%. I mean, these are smart children. They know that you don't just present things that you have that yeah. are secret like this. Yeah, they're dumb, but they're like reasonable children. Yeah. It's like, all right, this isn't really hurting us yet. But we can't tell anybody about this because they'll take it away the moment they find out about it. And connecting the dots from a magic mirror to, you know, military technology. Yes. Pretty good. Yeah. Max has got it figured out. Very smart. Um, Later that night, Max can't sleep. And so he goes back up to the attic again. To get some more mirror. He can't get enough mirror. He's been thinking about the mirror a lot. And while he's sitting there studying the mirror, he hears someone whispering his name. Uh And he hears it several more times and realizes it's coming from the mirror. He looks behind the mirror. I expected it to be Lefty, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't appear to be Lefty. There's a whispering coming from the mirror. Mm-hmm, Max mm-hmm. G- gets spooked and runs back to bed. Now, again, this is actually this is actually pretty spooky. I mm-hmm, mean, honestly, mm-hmm. this is a the other Arl Stein stuff have been kind of goofy, but this is something that could rightfully give one nightmares. Sure, um, yeah. you know, just whispering from mirrors. Mirrors are actually yeah. something that there's a deep uh, psychological connection to. Yeah. Uh, to the point where in your dreams, uh, they recommend that you don't look at mirrors in your dreams because that could really freak you out. They, they recommend you don't look at mirrors in your dreams? Mm-hmm. How do you have control over what you're doing in your dreams? No, I mean, basically, it's like looking at mirrors in your dreams could be something that could either huh. lead you into a nightmare or just uh, freak you out by waking you up. All right. So Yeah, yeah mirrors are spooky. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and Max is thinking that the mirror has too much power over him. He's like, I got to stop doing mirror. Got go cold turkey cold on the mirror. I got to quit mirror. <laughs> the next morning, he wakes up and Lefty is already in his room. Lefty's invisible and he's throwing clothes around. Lefty's been doing mirror all night. He's apparently. been up all night doing mirror. <laughs> Max yells at him after a while and there's a, and there's no response from Lefty. So Max is afraid that something bad has happened. So he runs up to the attic and he turns off the light. Mm-hmm. Lefty eventually reappears, but when he does, he looks a little different. Mm-hmm. Max can't really put his finger on it, but something about Lefty has changed. The mirror is taking a physical toll. Lefty says he's fine, as an addict typically does. Yes, yes. But Max tells Lefty to never do mirror again. Um, Lefty, <laughs> sa- Lefty says, okay. Max decides that he needs to tell the others that they can't get high, I mean invisible, <laughs> anymore. They need to quit doing mirror. Mm-hmm, a couple mm-hmm. days later, the kids show up anyway. <laughs> so apparently Lefty had called them over, even though Max had told them previously, like, hey, we can't do this anymore. Don't come over. Mm-hmm, We're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lefty called them and said, come over. Mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. kids show up and Max is like, what are you doing here? And they're like, Lefty told us to come over. Come over. He said there's some good mirror today. Yeah. And, and Lefty's not even there. He's out of the softball game. So mm-hmm. the kids are very e- eager to get invisible. Uh, and even April wants to try it now. So reasonable mm-hmm. April, she's now feeling peer pressured. And she's mm-hmm. like, the curiosity's gotten the best of her. She wants to try mirror too. She wants to try some mirror. Everyone's on this mirror. So she wants to try it too. She just wants to try it. 
She should know better. Not not even once, April. Not even once. Mirror. She wants to try it. <laughs> Aaron and Zach are really amped. They're really into it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. April gets ready to go. And just as Zach pulls the chain for the light, the dog, Whitey, runs into the attic, runs over in front of the mirror. And then when Zach pulls the light to make April invisible, the dog, Whitey, gets invisible too. With April. So, so Zach being concerned about his dog, he says, you know, we need to stop this. But Max? Uh, Max, yeah. I'm sorry. Being concerned about his dog said, yep. we need to stop this. But uh, April's like, I didn't get enough mirror. All yeah, the guys I didn't get all this mirror. Yeah. yeah, Max says, we have to stop. They turn off the light immediately, and Whitey comes back. April's annoyed because she didn't get her. She was enjoying herself. She didn't get enough mirror. Um, yeah. Then Mom comes along and asks what's going on in the attic. Max says, nothing, which, again, is exactly what you say to your mom when you're getting high in the attic. Nothing, Mom. I'm just hanging with my friends. That's great. Bring us some pizza rolls. That's right. <laughs> Mom goes away, and the kids want to resume the competition to see who can stay invisible the longest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Aaron wants to chase that high first. So yeah. Aaron's like, oh, let me go first. Chasing that white pony. Yep. She goes She goes invisible, and in the meantime, Zach is agitated. He's pacing around the room. <laughs> he's, jo- he's jonesing for mirror. Yes, he has his arms crossed. He can't wait to get that mirror. Yeah. At about the eight-minute mark, Max asks Aaron if she's feeling okay, but there's no response. Max is about to turn off the light when he sees a can of Coke floating into the room. Mm-hmm. So that's Aaron, who, mm-hmm. during her invisible time, went downstairs, got a Coke, came back upstairs. So she's not taking it very seriously. Obviously, she's enjoying her invisible time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After 12 minutes have gone by, Max asks her again if she's okay. And again, there's no response. This time, Max turns off the light. And eventually, Aaron reappears and says she's fine. Mm-hmm. Again, Max thinks that she looks different somehow, just like he had with Lefty. So something's changing about these kids when they're mm-hmm. invisible for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Zach goes next. Uh, Max is talking to Aaron, still trying to figure out what's different about her. He asked her why she didn't respond at the 12-minute mark, and she says that she didn't hear him. So when you're invisible for a long time, like your senses start to like kind of fade out, yeah, and yeah. you kind of lose contact with the people around you <laughs> while you're invisible. While so, you're on mirror. Yeah. yeah, while you're on mirror. Yeah. While Zach is invisible, he says he has an idea and asks everyone to follow him. Mm-hmm. Zach leads them to the neighbor's backyard where there's a neighbor gardening. Zach picks up tomatoes from the garden and starts juggling them so that the neighbor can see them. Mm-hmm. And he's just messing around with the, with the neighbor for laughs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when you're on Mirror, yeah. <laughs> it's all, all fun and games. Fun and games. And you do attention-seeking behaviors. Yeah. But definitely Michigan J. Frog's the guy. Uh, basically, are you familiar with that no, term? No. Remember uh, the old Looney Tunes uh, uh, cartoons where they had that frog? Talking about, Hello, yeah. my baby. Yeah, Hello, yeah, my yeah, honey. Yeah, yeah. And basically would do that in front of one person. Yep. And when that person would go to show someone else, it would just act like a normal frog. Okay. So what happened is, um, you know, when that uh, the neighbor's wife came out to check on him, yep. he dropped the tomatoes. Yep. And they were like, oh, these tomatoes are just twirling around. And his yep. wife's like... All right, dear. How long have you been out in the sun? Yeah, he's like, I'm serious. And then the wife goes back, and then they starts starts juggling again. And it's like, there they go doing the thing. It's like, oh, all right, let's let's take you inside and yep. get your medication. And yep, just, yeah. Playing a funny joke. So yeah, on mirror, you do a lot of funny stuff. You're the life of the party when you're, you're life on mirror. Life of the party when you're on mirror. Yeah. <laughs> um, but after their shenanigans, they go back up to the attic, and again, uh, Zach stops responding to Max around the 12 mm-hmm, minute mark, mm-hmm. just as Aaron had. Mm-hmm. So Max turns the light off after about 13 minutes. Zach comes back. You can He can be seen again. But now he also looks different again. Mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. says that he didn't hear Max at all after the 12-minute mark. Mm-hmm. So obviously some, something 
specifically right around the 12 minute mark, there's a change that takes place. Mm-hmm. When the kids come back, they look different. Something's off about them. Uh, Max is pretty sure that Zach's hair has reversed sides. So let's just, we forgot to mention uh, Zach's haircut. Zach's cool haircut. Back in 1993, yep. um, you know, this was before Macklemore. But Zach himself had the Macklemore haircut, yeah, I guess where so. it was uh, shaved on one side and kind of long on the other. Yeah. So uh, Zach was a trendsetter. Absolutely. That, that you have to be a trendsetter with time. your um, with your name is Zach. It's just you have to. That's what you do. But his uh, his flip, you know, where it was long, was flipped on the other side. Yep. When he got off this mirror. Yep. Yeah. So Max has noticed that he's like, "Isn't your hair different now? Like, wasn't it longer on the left before? Before it was on the right?" And he's like. Trying to figure it out. So Max is um, starting to piece things together a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it, it basically, it looks like if you stay invisible too long, perhaps you come back as a mirror image of yourself. Like that's kind of what he has observed in Zach. Yeah, yeah. So Max doesn't want to get invisible anymore. He's kind of scared of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, he thinks that you, know, you do too much mirror, mm-hmm. you pay the price. You pay the price for doing too much mirror. But his friends are peer pressuring him into it. And he kind of gets pushed into it. They're like, peer pressuring and literally pushing him into it. Yeah, they, they actually kind of grab him and push him in front of the mirror and then pull the light switch, the, mm-hmm. the light chain, mm-hmm. so that the light turns on, Max turns invisible. He's trying to break the record so that his friends won't think he's scared. So again, mm-hmm. he's it's the peer pressure situation. He's getting pushed and doing something he doesn't really want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At about 11 minutes, Max starts not feeling well. He feels like he's fading away. So he yells at Zach to turn the light off. Zach is about to do that when Max's mom walks into the room. Yeah. And so Zach doesn't pull the chain to turn off the light because he doesn't want Max to reappear while his mom is standing right there. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. still don't want to get found out because mm-hmm. they want to keep doing mirror. Yeah, they want to keep doing mirror in the attic. So Zach has to get rid of Max's mom before he can help Zach or help Max reappear. So it's almost like if there was a friend who was, I don't know, ODing on something mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, authority figure came in mm-hmm. instead of getting the help for the person, right? You just sort of hide that person and you know, exactly. let them continue to die. Yeah, troubling behavior, troubling behavior from these yep. children in the attic. So, mom's up in the attic and she says that she didn't even know about the attic room with the mirror mm-hmm. again. Like, how did you not realize that there's a extra room in your house? How do you not realize that your kids are hiding in this extra room? You yeah, know, for these extended periods of time. At this point, they've been in there for at least an hour. Yeah, probably. And she, on multiple occasions, asked the kids, like, what's so interesting up there? And they're like, oh, it's just nothing. It's just some old stuff. Some we, old think it's, we think it's cool. Old magazines are interesting. I don't know. Yeah. But mom uh, is not really as suspicious as she should be. No. no not as not vigilant as she should be. She's not an active parent. Um, I mean, she's doing her best. I mean, the best she can do is make soup, I guess. Make soup. Keep them well fed. And, and mismatched sandwiches. And mismatched sandwiches. So, Terrible. I mean, it might be because of a poor diet, mm-hmm. no lacking protein, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. she's not able to think this through. Yeah. So. so mom's there still. Max is feeling really bad and trying to call out to get them to turn the light off so that he can yeah. appear. Yeah. Max starts floating and gets pulled towards the light and it pulls him inside the mirror. So Max is getting sucked into the dark mirror world. And he realizes once he's been pulled into the mirror that he's not alone in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so he was invisible too long. He went too far. Yeah. Got did too much mirror. Did too much mirror. And he got sucked into this kind of other world. Yes. And yes. now that he's in there, he sees like there's like a, a voices in there, and there's like faces in there. Apparently, um, it was as cold as glass in there. Yeah. Which I've never really heard that term before. Cold as glass. No. 
Yeah. Cold as glass. We do bring that term back. Yeah. Oh, like it's cold it. as glass out cold here. Cold as glass, yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, who Max actually meets in the mirror world is a reflection of himself. It's like a creepy mirror Max mm-hmm. that he meets. Um, mirror Max. And Mirror Max says, <laughs> don't be afraid, which is a very creepy thing to say. You know? Well, I mean, if you have to tell someone that, they're probably afraid. Yeah. You don't tell someone not to be afraid if they're obviously not afraid. Yep. So so there's the the reflection Max, the mirror Max in there, and there's also a bunch of sad faces around, and he mm-hmm. sees a sad face of Aaron and Zach. Mm-hmm. So it's like this creepy kind of mirror universe mm-hmm. where there's a reflection of you mm-hmm. and what also appears to be um, other people who appear to be trapped yeah. in the mirror world. And he said uh, the mirror Max... Mm-hmm. Said, oh yeah, they didn't put up, they didn't struggle that hard, you know. Don't worry about it. Don't don't struggle. There's no yeah. need to struggle. He says he says to Max, you can't leave. You can't leave. Just you can't leave struggle. the mirror world. Don't struggle. Um, reflection Max, Mirror Max says that he's going to leave Mirror World and leave Max trapped inside. So that's mm-hmm. what all those sad faces are: is people who've been trapped in the Mirror World. Mm-hmm. And Reflection Max says that Max's friends are they already made the switch. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that point, it's like okay, the real Zach and Aaron are trapped in Mirror World. And what's out in the real world is like the re- the evil kind of reflections of them. So right now, Max is just talking to the man in the mirror. That's right. You know, he's trying to make that change. That's right. Yeah. What's yeah. he going to do, though? You know? What can he do? What can he do? I don't know. He's got to look at himself. Yeah, look at himself and make Take, that change. Exactly. <laughs> so Reflection Max says that it's time for him to leave and leave Max behind. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is uh, Max's moment to make a move or something. And he tries to run. Mm-hmm. And he kind of gets away from Reflection Max, mm-hmm. and then Zach turns off the light. Mm-hmm. So Max returns to the real world. Mm-hmm. And Zach and Aaron look at Max and say, did you make the switch? Are you one of switch? us? Did you make that change? Yeah. One of us? <laughs> exactly. All right. So a voice inside the mirror says no. Mm-hmm. It's Reflection Max, and he's saying, like, no, we didn't switch. Mm-hmm. So he's communicating with the mirror Zach and the mirror Aaron that are in the attic now. And this mirror Max is actually... Red in the face, because apparently angry. he was angry and running inside the mirror. So He tried to make the switch, didn't make the switch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So real Max is still on the outside of the mirror, um, and April is sitting there. Poor April. He's like, She's what like, is what happening? Is what is going on, yeah. guys? I don't understand. And, and Aaron and Zach force Max <laughs> back over to the mirror like, and turn get, get on the back. light. And Max goes invisible again, and he can, re- he can see reflection Max in the mirror saying that Max will be pulled into the mirror world soon. So once mm-hmm. again, the light's on, Max is invisible, and the longer you are invisible, that's, that's what sucks you into the mirror. Mm-hmm. So Mirror Max is in the mirror waiting for real Max to get sucked into the mirror. Yeah, so they can make that change. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and Max tells April to go get help, but Aaron and Zach block her in. Mm-hmm. And then Lefty bursts in. Mm-hmm. Sees reflection Max in the mirror and throws the ball at him. He says, "Think fast!" and throws the ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the ball hits the mirror and shatters, mm-hmm. smashes the mirror. Mm-hmm. And Max immediately reappears. Mm-hmm. And Zach and Aaron's reflections get pulled into the broken mirror, mm-hmm. leaving the real Zach and Aaron in the attic. Okay. okay, is that right? Does that make sense? Well, I mean, it was a, they didn't, not, they didn't not totally saying, explain it in no, no, perfect detail. I, I'm not saying it doesn't. That's what happened. So basically what happened is that uh, the reflections got sucked in. Zach and um, Aaron Mm -hmm. basically just got popped out. So They came out of the mirror? I think they did. Maybe. It sounded almost like it was like it appeared... 
to Max that it was like ghosts being sucked out of them. You know, when yeah. like your spirit leaves your body and it's like your your body is still there, but the spirit yeah. gets sucked in. That's how I kind of visualized it. I envisaged it as sort of like, you know, whirlwind. They're getting pulled in. The other people are being like sped out. Okay. You know, and they sure. kind of hit the ground. There's just kind of... um. Yeah. yeah, but some but some form of reflection. Aaron and Max has been pulled into the broken mirror, mm-hmm. and Aaron and Max have been left in the attic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and Max has has reappeared. Mm-hmm. Uh, they start to clean up, and they build a wall of boxes around the attic room to block the door because mm-hmm. they're like, okay, we're not going to go in this room anymore. They're reasonable children, actually. Yeah, and Zach and Aaron go home, mm-hmm. and later Max and Lefty are hanging out, talking about the mirror and mm-hmm. playing catch. And Max realizes that Lefty is throwing right-handed. Well, I mean, they're tossing about things back and forth, and then it's like, oh, no, his blood ran cold. Yeah. Lefty is throwing it's, right-handed. It's reflection Lefty. Da, da, da. Well, that's what's implied. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's like the, the end of the story. Basically. That is the end of the story. <laughs> so I mean, it's, that's, it's like the um, the final twist. final twist. Yeah. What a twist. Yes. So, um, you know, yeah. I mean. That's our story. So the mirror's been destroyed. Yeah, the, the curse has been lifted, yeah. except we've got perhaps a reflection lefty. Perhaps a reflection lefty, and there's some theories I might have about that. Um, so, one of the things is that there's several reasons why this could be a reflection lefty, and several reasons why it could okay. not be a reflection lefty. Let's go with why it could be. You know, uh, again, throwing with his right hand. Yeah. You know. Um, Instead of his left, which right. is al- his alternative right, you know. Which, okay. Uh, so um, basically, with um, that, he's thrown with his right hand now, and now he's spent a lot of time with the mirror. Yep. We don't really know for sure how long he's been messing with the mirror. Right. You know, outside of these times, he does have a history of messing with it of mirror use, um, and just like recreational mirror use, recreational yeah. mirror use yeah. by himself. Yeah. You know, not just social mirror use. Right, exactly. Um, like mirror use when, like, alone. Like, uh, yeah. Which is, all, which another, is the worst another warning sign. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you, we, he, they say he's been in for a certain amount of times, but you never really know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's why he might be. He might have gone in a long time ago, actually. Yeah. You know, yeah. he might have gone in before that even Wednesday period. Uh, on the flip side, why I think it, probably is the regular lefty if the mirror broke and everyone got sucked back in then shouldn't he get sucked yeah, back in i agree with that and additionally would he be able to recognize the mirror person versus him versus the regular person you know it looks like it seemed like it was i think that this lefty that we're seeing is too stupid to have been the mirror lefty because the mirror lefty would have recognized hey let me not break this mirror, and yeah. he would have been more careful about it. Yeah, he would have preserved the mirror, obviously, because yeah. like it would allow for all the kids to switch out, exactly. and he wouldn't have broken the mirror. So I agree yeah. with that. So I think this lefty is actually too dumb to be the mirror lefty. Yep. On the flip side, the mirror lefty could also be as dumb as the regular lefty. Right. So Yeah. So we know that left likes to play tricks. Maybe mm-hmm. he's throwing right-handed... Just to mess with his brother. This is possible. We don't know for sure. This is possible. But um, yeah, that's where that's where we leave it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about drugs, George. <laughs> yeah. I think that they're trying. Arlstein is trying to warn kids about the dangers of drugs and how you can kind of lose yourself in addiction mm-hmm. if you get too into it. Yeah. Um. So the mirror represents drugs. 
I was thinking while I was reading this, one of the reasons why, you know, I noticed they say notice peer pressure and just not to go along with everyone is from these R.L. Stein books. It's sort of is like, that right? Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like... You well, want to be also, a reasonable person. I want to be a reasonable person. Also, like, also very strict parents. But in addition to that, the R.L. Mm. Stein books where, like, basically the person's better instincts of not doing this thing works out in their favor, you know? Yeah, there's never really any consequences for anybody. Even, like, Aaron and... Um and Zach, they're fine too, presumably. Yeah, but I mean, there could have been. They got their first taste of of mirror of mirror. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a situation where, um, but with this book, um, a situation where it's like, all right, you see what the reasonable thing to do is, right? Mm-hmm. And you find out, like, okay, this is what you should do. Um, the only spooky things in real world are just people jumping out at you. So you learn to say, okay, not being afraid of what's in the dark, because. Yeah. You're the scariest thing in the dark. At least that's what I think when I walk down a dark street. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, and it's a situation where um, I think it was a good story. I think it was spooky. Yeah, I liked it. was it. scary enough to actually give you pause. Because as a child, you're like, is this lefty? What happened to... Mm. Um, what happened to the actual lefty? Is it possible to get him back again? Is there going to be a follow-up? Um, yeah. I mean, and again... A tale about drugs, a tale about addiction, a tale about just misbehaving when your parents aren't around. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean, ultimately, if Lefty is reflection Lefty or Mirror Lefty, like, he's the casualty of their experimentation with yeah. Mirror. Yeah. Like, most of the kids got away from it. They got clean. They got clean, but it got... Lefty's not going to recover from this. Never. He's so, never it, it got sane. Lefty. And also, you know, Lefty is still in Max's life. And still continue to influence Max, so it's possible that Lefty kind of drags Max back into the, back in the, mirror. the cycle of mirror. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, who's to say Lefty's not gonna go and put the shards back together and, uh, yeah, you know, try to do uh, cracked mirror once it gets once it or gets crack. <laughs> <laughs> once <laughs> cracked mirror or just crack. <laughs> so once, well, yeah, once you get started on the stuff, if you try something like mirror, get the hooks in. It's mm-hmm. hard to escape. Yeah, that's yeah. what we learned from the story. Yeah. Not even once, kids. Not even once. Not even once. Don't do it. Don't do mirror. But all in all, fun story. Pretty good. Arl Stein is hitting his stride on this one. Yeah, that's good. Um, any other deep theories with this one? No, that's it. It was all about trucks. It was all but about I like trucks. that. I like it when things are about other things. Yeah. I mean, it was a good, good story. Yeah. I mean, uh, the last story we read was just so bad. It was awful. So bad. Yeah. Book, this book one was six. Refreshing. Let's get invisible. Pretty Let's get good. invisible. Invisible. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you went and talked to the man in the mirror. They want to make that change, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, Shamona. So, so basically, another thing that I want to bring up. Um, additional we, notes? Additional notes. Okay. Do you have any additional notes? Nope. Let's see. I think I have some additional notes. We usually talk about the variants, different languages and such. Mm. And sometimes we talk about other things. So let's see. What you got? What do I have for you? In the international releases... In Russia, this was the first book in the original Goosebumps series. Okay. Which I think is a strong release. It's a strong release and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, you know, drug issues. Crocodile? Really? Have you heard of Crocodile? No. What? It's like some crazy drug that like really, really messes you up and it's like unique to Russia. Really? Like what is what is it made I don't know. I have to look it up. Like how bad? Is it like as bad as bath salts? Worse. Worse than baths. <laughs> Let's look it up. Hold on. Pause. So crocodile. All right. yeah, what is it? We got crocodile. It's um a synthetic opioid. 
so when it's like homemade, it's called crocodile. So it's mm-hmm. an opioid like morphine or heroin. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like kind of common or more popular in Russia. And it's really bad. There was like a Vice episode about it. Wow. Look it up. Reading some of these Goosebumps things as a child sort of prepares you for some of the tropes that you're going to see later on. Sure. And also helps you to say, hey, that's a bad idea. Mm. You know? Yeah. Uh, any other tropes or things that you saw in here that you've seen in other media? Like the negative you and things like that. That That's sure. always embarrassing. The mirror version of you. Yeah, wasn't there something like that in Peter things. Pan or something too? Well, was, I mean, that's, that's a shadow. shadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, there's... um came to mind. There's always like... In almost every video game... Uh, where there's a hero, there's a ch- point where they have to fight the negative version of themselves or mm-hmm. the evil version of themselves and things yeah. like that. So, in terms of the next one, it's Night of the Living Dummy. Nice. Where we have a classic Goosebumps character that most people probably know. Yeah. Uh, Slappy. Slappy. The dummy. Yeah. So, great. Uh, with all of this, um, again, thank you for li- listening to um, Be Careful What You Cast For. Yeah. It's good, good episode. Good fun. It was Got good fun. Justin good book. Here. Good episode. Good, good times. Yes. Great. Yes. Let's go do some mirror, George. What? Let's go do some mirror. No, no mirror for me. Come on, just try it. I've had enough mirror. Just try it. I've had enough mirror. Just try it. I'm talking with the man in the mirror. Just a little bit. There you go. I'm asking him to change his ways. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And no message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. All right, guys. Fantastic. Thank you for listening. And um, See George do karaoke we'll sometime. Yeah, at some Fantastic. point. At some point. Love it. Again, I have a little bit of a sore throat today, so all it's right. not 100%. All right. All right, hey, guys. We're out. Peace. Bye-bye. Catch you all later. Bye.